Welcome to All Around Wellness Podcast, where we believe self-deception is killing your productivity, distractions are inevitable, and creating a clear behavior-focused plan in every area of your life is the key to reaching your long-term goals. I'm your host, Zach Pritchard, and I will be interviewing some of the top experts in many different fields to destroy the deception you're putting on yourself and help you break through that barrier so that you can live who you are meant to be. All right, everybody, we're back again for another episode with, we got Kelly and Tori, um, is it Cato? I, I should have asked you it's this unusual. <laughs> <laughs> I should have asked before. Um, You're fine. <laughs> but their, um, you know, their business is helping people relieve stress. And so I wanted to get them on to kind of help us give us some actionable steps to kind of relieve that as we get into a really stressful year. <laughs> this year and so a lot of people are facing new stress different stress and um and how do you how do you handle some of that and so um why don't you guys kind of give us a little background and bio of kind of what got y'all started i know y'all were both in different fields and uh what brought y'all together and to to start your own business So my name is kelly cueto and i'm a stress management educator and a yoga teacher So my professional background is actually quite different from what I'm doing now. I worked in commercial real estate finance for the majority of my 20s and didn't take care of my mental health. The stress just kept adding up and adding up and eventually I got so burned out that I walked away from a career that I had once loved. And I spent the next few years traveling the world, decompressing and eventually became a yoga teacher learned all of the skills that I happily now teach to others to manage the stress in my life. And that's kind of where Tori and I came together. I'll let her talk about her background and also talk about wellness technologies, something that we formed together. Yeah. So Kelly is a very extreme example of corporate burnout, uh, literally (laughs) quitting her life and her job and traveling the world. Um, I, on the other hand, I became a therapist. I started um, in the therapy field back in 2013, 2014, and I'm a marriage and family therapist. Um, And I personally identify as a perfectionist that is constantly working on challenging those tendencies to that contribute to that whole stress and burnout cycle. And so I personally really relate to that whole stress management journey and just how so much of what we value in society really contributes to us getting to that point of burnout. I've seen it as a therapist. I've seen it personally in my own life. I've seen it to an extreme form with Kelly. Um, And I think that a lot of the times it feels so much harder than it needs to be to get back on track when it comes to stress management. And so what Kelly and I do and why we came together to form Wellness Technologies, our company, is to help people understand that there are ways and really effective ways to completely change the way that you handle and deal with stress without needing tons of time or tons of energy or tons of money. And just adding these simple little skills, these simple tools into your day-to-day routine so that you don't have to wait until you can take a vacation in a couple of months or you don't have to wait until you can have a massage or a fun night out or any of that. Like these are actionable things that you can do even now during the pandemic. Yeah, that's awesome. And so now I like to do, and I like to find people for my podcast or for the show that, that relate to me a lot because I can relate more and like we have a better conversation. If I bring someone on that I don't, know anything about or I'm not you know feeling it so to speak then it's hard for me to have that connection and then you know the the audience doesn't get out what they really need because I'm not pulling out what they you know what they're looking at so uh, just to give you a little backstory real quick um, just to I kind of wish I would have found y'all about a year and year and a half ago um, for the stress management but because so I, I wasn't in necessarily corporate I was in a private industry in a private company but 
it was, I wore all the hats. I was, you know, um, operations manager. I was hiring manager. I was firing manager. I was, you know, um, I did it all. I was, and I did field work. So there was a lot of stuff going on. Probably work um, on average about 80 to 90 hours a week um, along with my family of three kids and, and my wife. So needless to say, there's a lot of uh, stuff going on. And I am too stubborn, too ignorant in that sense to realize the stress and realize that I was burnt out. And I ended up getting fired from that job because of that. Um, or, or from what I can tell, that's, you know, the, that, pre, that stress and that just kept building, kept building, like you're saying. And instead of me realizing it and quitting on my own, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I didn't let that happen. And so, but, you know, I say that now I wouldn't be where I'm at now had that not happened. I wouldn't have started my own business and, and started doing this and helping people in the same regard. So talk a little bit about uh, maybe, um, you know, maybe this is on, on your end, um, Tori, that, you know, about that burnout and how that um, really, I guess, plays into our personal life with our families and, and so on. Absolutely. So what you said about not recognizing as that buildup was happening, that burnout, burnout buildup is so relatable. And I think that's such a huge issue when it comes to stress management in general is that people have this misconception that if I don't feel incredibly stressed out or overwhelmed or at my breaking point, then I'm not stressed but we don't go from no stress to being in that stress and burnout cycle in the drop of a hat, right? There is a slow buildup of more subtle signs. And we don't talk about those things. We really don't, especially not here in American culture. We don't communicate about the way that we're feeling in detail. You know, we don't use emotion words when we're talking about how we're feeling. We're talking about things like, oh, I feel good or I feel bad. I feel okay or I feel not okay. That really only gives us those two places of I'm good or I'm not good. And shoot, it's too late for me to do anything about it at this point. I don't even know where to start, right? And there's also other ways that we can look into our lives and into our bodies and determine, are we stressed? Because like Tori said, it's not always that feeling of stress or overwhelm that we often associate with stress and burnout, but a lot of the times it can be a sore neck or it might be digestive issues or tight hips or irritability. Are you fighting with your partner? Are you fighting with your children? Are you having trouble succeeding or concentrating at work all of a sudden? And when we learn to cue in to these clues that our bodies give us early on, it can help us figure out, hey, we are stressed and we do need to address this before it gets to that place of, you know, like me walking away from my career or like you getting fired from it. And sometimes, you know, that can lead us to great things. But I think that for the overwhelming majority of people, that's not a place that they want to get to having to walk away from a career at all. And that's not a choice for most of us. So, well, and it's a really painful road, right? Although yeah. you're in a better place now, it had to have been <laughs> so incredibly hard and emotionally painful to go through that process. And so I think that, you know, what you're doing is so incredible because it, giving this platform to people that can help people understand that the things, the assumptions that we make about life, about money, about relationships, about all of these different things, they're so much more complicated than just that surface level that we often give them, you know? Yeah. Going back to your question too, about how burnout shows up like in the family world, in your family life, and some of those early signs there. So with work, especially if we're talking about a more traditional work schedule, your work is the focus or it's taking up a lot of your awake hours, right? A traditional nine to five or um, a traditional job where you're working at 40, 50, 60, sometimes like you said, up to 80 hours a week, you're spending so much of your awake and alert time at work. And you're getting to this point where 
you're feeling less excited about your job. You may be experiencing more negative thoughts about what you're doing. Maybe you went into what you did because you felt passionate about it. You felt hopeful that you could make a difference. And now you're feeling skeptical and you're feeling like, what, what does any of this matter? Why even bother? Nothing's going to change. You know, these negative thoughts start running around in our head. And the problem with that is that we don't do a great job, even if we try, and even if we intentionally try to separate and compartmentalize work at work, home at home, our minds can't really switch back and forth like that. And so all of these negative thoughts that we have kind of spin into our home life. And we start to filter the way that we think and the way that we feel with this shade of gray. And so even if you know, I love my family, I wanna spend time with my family, it suddenly, or not suddenly, it gradually starts feeling less joyful. It starts feeling more exhausting. It starts feeling more stressful even though these are things yeah. that we actually care about. No, absolutely. And I mean, just to, I guess, paint the picture of what y'all are saying exactly into my story. I mean, or, or my, you know, my, my situation was, you know, my, my job was, I was very passionate about it. I loved it because I love the business aspect. I was, I was growing the business my on myself, on my own with some, with some guidance uh, from my boss and stuff. But, um, I was doing everything, but then, so there was some level of, I don't want to ask for help because I want to be the guy, you know, I want to be that, that guy that, that's growing it. Um, but then also I remember, you know, a lot of the conversations with my wife was, you know, you can't, um, we're not communicating. We're, we're talking every day about, you know, kids, about what we're doing this weekend, about whatever, but we weren't communicating, which kind of, um, made me start a, kind of a whole um, self-awareness I mean type of thing with now I'm writing a book on communication um, because of that type of that mentality so I guess the to summarize what I'm saying though like it I could see my passion for the business was so strong I didn't want to leave and but it was playing a role in my family and causing a lot of stress there and then on top of that you know when I got fired now I don't have a job and I've got three kids and a wife to take care of. And so I, I just, the, the stress levels were, I mean, I don't think they were ever very low at that time, but they were up and down a lot uh, because one day it was, you know, even though I found another job, I ended up hating that job because um, it wasn't the, I didn't have the control I did at the other job. So there was a lot of that. And I know a lot of people go through this and that's why I'm kind of um, sharing that story. There's a lot of similarities and a lot of people, and maybe there's somebody out there right now that that hasn't got fired yet, but they're on the verge, and they're they know something's up in their job, and they just don't they don't the signs like you're saying. Um, so self deception, like my the podcast is deceiving ourselves too, that could be detrimental to our our mental health, our um, physical health in general. I mean. You know, some of the signs that I, I know for me was, you know, headaches. I was getting headaches every every day, every other day, migraines every other day. Um, so it's just, and then, I mean, there's just those, um, that was kind of a more physical sign. Um, and I was going to the chiropractor and he was helping me for the most part. But if you, it's like one of those things, if you don't stop the, what's causing the headaches, the, the chiropractor is not going to help it because it's just, I mean, it's a, um, you, you know, you, you got to stop it and you got to stop the, the problem, so to speak. So you can't fix a symptom unless you solve the problem. Uh, Absolutely. That's why we so, love the mind body approach with me being a yoga teacher and Tori being a mental health therapist um, because it, you really do need to tackle it on all sides. Absolutely. And so that's where I was, I was kind of thinking like y'all connected and made, uh, a really, I mean, holistic approach to, to manage that stress. I mean, you can have the simple, quick stuff from a mental perspective, but then you still got to manage the, the physical effects, whether it's headaches or, you know, stress in the necks and, you know, what, what it does to our body. So how do y'all, when, when y'all get somebody that, that's coming in that says, I don't know what's going on with, my, with me or with mentally, mentally, physically, whatever, 
but I think it's stress related. What what are y'all what what are y'all's first steps to figuring out where to go from there with that person? So I think it's really different. So what Kelly and I do are we teach <clears throat> stress management skills that are research based that have proven to be really effective solutions to navigating stressful situations. And so that I like to just clarify is separate from someone that would come to see me in therapy. The way I would work with that person would be different because I would be really focused on their individual life circumstances that are contributing to their stress. And what Kelly and I do is we teach globally steps that have shown to be incredibly effective for the general population in managing stressful situations. And so during our classes, we try to help people understand what stress really is and why that root cause keeps contributing to the symptoms like you said. You know, why when you go to the chiropractor, it helps for a little bit, but it doesn't fix it overall. You know, what's going below the surface that is really happening when it comes to stress. And a big part of that is when we're in stressful situations, our body activates the fight, flight, or freeze response, which is like this survival danger response. And that includes all of these different things. So hormones start pumping through our body. Like we feel really hypervigilant. We're more alert because our body interprets stress as a danger. And it doesn't really discriminate between that or like if a tiger was chasing you down the street, that type of danger, our body kind of clarifies stress as that same type of danger. And so a huge yeah. thing to understand is that it's not only about, okay, this thing in my life is contributing to stress or causing me stress, but it's about what does that mean in your body once that's triggered, you know? And just resolving or getting rid of the one thing that caused your stress, like when Kelly quit her career and just left her life and traveled the world, it sure, it provides a little bit of benefit, but it doesn't address all of the chemicals that are going through our body. It doesn't address the way our body physically responds to that stressful situation. And it doesn't address how we got there to begin with, you know, especially when we're talking about work or relationship stress, oftentimes we're talking about, or we, we should be talking about healthy boundaries. What, once we get out of that stress, how do we prevent getting back to that really dark place, right? Because it's, it's multiple steps. We can get out of it. Maybe a vacation will help. Maybe a massage will help. You know, maybe quitting your job will help. But stress is just a part of life. We all have stress from time to time, and we certainly all have stress this year. So how do we set Absolutely. boundaries? <laughs> you know, how do we set boundaries that help support us navigating that without getting to that super awful place? Mm -hmm. And how do we recognize stress sooner yeah. so that we can implement steps to keep us from getting to that place where we have to quit our job or we have a really bad fight with someone that we care about or respect or, you know, any of these other issues that come up from stress. So. Tori and I really promote looking at our bodies and saying, hey, where am I holding stress? You know, an easy exercise that anyone listening right now can do is close your eyes and bring your awareness to your forehead. Are you feeling any tension there? Are you feeling any tension in your eyebrows, your cheeks, your jaw, or your tongue, or maybe even your shoulders? These are common places that we all carry stress and we don't even realize it a lot of the times. And when we do walk around with our shoulders up to our ears or our jaw clenched or our tongue pressed up against the roof of our mouth, that helps perpetuate that fight, flight, or freeze stress response. So it's like this terrible cycle that it's really hard to break out of if you're not aware of what's going on in your body and in your life and break those things. For sure. I think as you were saying that I, I can, and the, the, I'm just now realizing it, but the, the, one of the big things for me is I noticed when, um, or I'm correlating now that when, when I feel the most stressed, you know, my jaws locked up. Like you know, I'm at night, I sleep, my jaws, like, I sleep with my jaws so tight that I wake up and it's, it's hurting. It like, it, I feel like I've been biting on something all night or whatever, but 
Um, so that, and I'm just thinking like that's and I, I didn't think about that till today. Like that wasn't a that wasn't one of the signs that I would I would recognize. Um, but it's not it's not all the time. So it was it's kind of in that flow of of um, how we go through life. And so you know what what I when I left that job and this may be a question for you, Kelly. Um, you know when you left the job, do you feel that the stress like like you're saying it doesn't go away necessarily? But from a financial perspective, were you able to leave the job from a stress-free, like from a financial stress um, level? Like, did you have some, some money saved up to where it was, that wasn't part of your stress in that regard? For me, yes. I, it was a thought-out plan, as crazy as that seems, quitting my job. <laughs> I'm so stressed out. But it was something that I had been planning for for a while. So financially, I was okay. But... In many other aspects, I wasn't okay. And, yeah. you know, even traveling is amazing. It's traveling open-ended for almost two years like I did was. And I highly recommend it to anyone who wants to do that. But it's not a cure-all for stress. And yeah. traveling in and of itself is a very stressful thing. You know, you trains are late. You miss a plane. And if we don't have these skills to carry with us in our day-to-day life, no matter what you or try to run away from, it will catch up to you. And so that's why Tori and I are so adamant about teaching skills at work for all situations, whether it's relationship stress, yeah. financial stress, travel stress. Um, if, yeah. we, if you have a step-by-step system in place and know when to look out for those early signs, like your shoulders or your jaw clenching at night, that's when we can really make real change. And it takes a lot less time than taking a vacation or an hour massage so yeah I would um you know it's interesting that you bring this up because it made me think about the fact that I I think and I would I'd have to ask Kelly this because we've never talked about it but I think almost her ability to financially prepare for quitting her job contributed to some sort of false control over the stress right when we're dealing with stress we want to have control whether we have control or not and so Could you speak to that at all, Kelly? Yeah, do you want to elaborate a little bit more? Yeah, just, you know, having having financially prepared for quitting your job and knowing that there was some stability there as Mm -hmm. far as your plan goes, did that contribute at all to just your mind frame around, okay, well, I'm controlling my stress. You know, I'm doing this. I've got control of it. I'm good. I'm quitting my job. I'm taking care of the issue. Like, I'm getting to the root cause of it. Absolutely. But I don't think that that was much different than when I would try to leave work a little bit early to go to a yoga class. It's these things that you feel like should work. And they're things that you may have read on the internet or heard from other people that they work to fix your stress. But like I was just saying, if you don't have proper understanding of what stress is, how it's affecting you and how to actually take care of it, having the false sense of control or an actual sense of control in some aspects of your life don't help the stress it's still going to catch up to you and that's not a fun place to be at all but yeah absolutely that's an interesting question and I think it's something that a lot of us can fall victim to we like having that control and absolutely the the, the control from for me is everything like I have to have control um and when I don't, I think I get even more stress. And I think that was probably part of the issue, though, is I, I wanted so much control that when I didn't get it, I mean, it was making things worse. So, like, for us, when – I mean, I got I got fired, but I didn't have the financial stress because I would already been doing my own financial coaching type, you know, for my own life, so to speak. And I was doing it for people and doing it for my team at that point, too. And so that's why it was a natural transition into what I wanted to do, but that doesn't that doesn't relieve all the stress. So I I didn't have the financial side necessarily from, from to a, to a point. I mean, I had an emergency fund, but it was only going to last so long. So you know if it, you know if you run out, if you don't start to figure out solutions for that, then that's going to add to your stress. But you know, there's relational stress. Like now I'm I just got fired. Like and this is um, just a, a mentality of like my does my wife even trust me or does she you know what does she think about me now that I'm fired and and this whole aspect and 
so there's those types of thoughts that were going through my head at the time that, you know, quite frankly, I probably would never have thought about had that not happened to us. Um, and I think a lot like what helped me was to talk through it with her um, more like just in a, at a deeper level um, rather than just, you know, just struggling from day to day. But so I guess I want to get to maybe some specific, like I know y'all have your um, kind of 30 minute training of how to decompress or how to find that stress. Um, maybe talk about that a little bit more than what you already have. And then, and, and then um, maybe they can, you can just kind of point them in the direction of where they can go to get that. Cause I think that was really big. Um, when I did it just a few weeks ago, when I, when I found you found it, like it, it helps that self-awareness like where are you feeling it so that you know next time when it when that starts to get tensed up again you can kind of trigger and say oh i'm that's my boundary you know that's where you're setting those boundaries and stuff um maybe talk a little bit about that i'm a little, little bit more absolutely and i love that you used the word awareness with that because i think that that's such an important right we if we're not aware of the way stress is showing up for us if we're not aware of what's actually happening on a day-to-day level because we really haven't ever asked ourselves how we're physically feeling how we're emotionally feeling then it's going to be really hard for us to act in a way that helps navigate the stress that's building up kelly do you want to talk a little bit about the 30-minute workshop excuse me workshop And then the skills in there? Yeah, so we actually have a couple different offerings. um, And we, I'll preface this by saying that we did make a website for listeners of this show. If you want to log on to wellness-technologies.com slash all around. Again, that's wellness-technologies.com slash all around. You can find access to our 30-minute workshop. And we also have a four-week step-by-step program that will teach you the entire um, program that we've been alluding to so you really have no questions but you can absolutely take the free 30-minute workshop where we talk a little bit about assessing your body figuring out where are those areas of stress for you because when you are cued into those things when you notice that it's your jaw or it's your shoulders or somewhere else in your body that's feeling tight and that's one of your first symptoms of stress, then you know, hey, I need to do something now before I get to that point of burnout, before I get to that point of fighting or irritability or stomach issues or cramping. I mean, there are just so many issues that stress causes. And when we are more tuned into those, we can make changes earlier. Um, Another thing that we talk about in our 30-minute workshop is deep breathing. Um, The problem with stress, going back a few steps, is that a lot of the symptoms that stress causes actually keep us in the stress response. So it becomes, again, this terrible cycle that your actions are making your stress worse, but your actions are caused by the stress in the first place. So specific deep diaphragmatic breathing can really help take us out of that fight, flight, or freeze stress response and help signal to our body that we're in a safe place. We're not getting chased by that tiger down the street. We're not getting in a near-miss car accident. We're not going to get fired from our jobs today. And when we allow our bodies to calm down, it also helps our mind think more clearly. It helps us make more rational decisions and helps us make choices that are better for us, for our lives, and for our mental health, which is obviously incredibly important. So. I think that's pretty much um, a yeah. quick summary of the 30-minute workshop. And in the 30-minute workshop, Kelly goes over diaphragmatic breathing. So she helps walk you through um, that process, what that looks like, how to do it, as well as an exercise, excuse me, an exercise called progressive muscle relaxation, which is clenching and strategically releasing different muscle groups throughout throughout our body so that you can learn how to guide your body through releasing some of that physical tension that we hold on to when we're really stressed. Absolutely. And so I think, you know, when you're talking, Kelly, I mean, just the, 
um, just the, the feeling of knowing when that, that stress is coming or it's getting more and more and more as you start to feel more signs. Like, you know, I think maybe realizing that there's, you know, one sign is, you know, you know, my ex, my, my jaw is, starts tightening up and then at, a, but at a different level of stress, if I don't do anything about it, then this happens. And then, you know, so those are those, the different levels are probably what causes different things to happen in your body. Um, I'm not, um, you know, I, I'm not the expert. I'm just kind of thinking through this as, as y'all are talking and, and teaching me, but, um, and so maybe help it. Like, that's what they're, that's what you're trying to teach them to do is realize at what stages do these things happen so that you can say, okay, this is, I mean, I'm the stress is beginning to get a little much and I really need to step back a little bit. I think what, you know, from y'all's perspective, the, the challenge of having this kind of overall balanced um, stress free life, so to speak. Um, Cause you know, like you said, the stress isn't going anywhere. It's how you manage it necessarily. And my, you know, chiropractor is very good about like, there's three, three reasons why you're, you know, you're in pain of some sort. And it's usually either chemical imbalance, um, in which is stress related, um, physical problem with the spine or, or, or you know, subluxation. Um, and then a, um, uh, I can't remember what, what the third one is, but it, you know, he talks, but he talks a lot about that stress and that chemical imbalance of, of your body. And so, you know, if I'm typically like I drink a lot of coffee, so there's like, if I don't have coffee one day, then I get headaches. And so there's that imbalance of what your body's used to. Um, I'm getting kind of off the, off, off the path here, but I just, I kind of want to talk about like how to have that well-balanced life, so to speak on, on a consistent basis. Like, like, where do you, draw the line and say no when when my stress gets to this point i need to step back i need to start doing something about it or is it that you always are doing something like consistently that's a great question yeah Yeah. and that's one thing that we touch on immensely in our four-week step-by-step course yeah um in for quick answer stress is always going to be in our lives every single day we have some type of stressor. It may be so minor that we don't notice it, or it may be so bad that we go from zero to 100 within seconds. But when we clue in and do these regular checks with our body, with our feelings and our emotions, we can find out when we're increasing those levels of stress and deal with them when they're at the lower levels. Because when they get to these higher levels of intensity, that's when the bad things happen. That's when we quit our jobs out of angst. That's when we start a fight with someone and it becomes a really big issue. That's when we have all of these other intense problems. So in our four week program, we talk about recognizing stress in these earlier stages and how to address it then. We also do discuss how to address it when it is at those higher levels of intensity, when the stress is much worse and is going to create bigger issues. But when you're doing it at that time, it's much harder to address. So we really encourage everyone, all of our students, whether you take our course, whether you take our free workshop, or whether you listen to this and never hear us again, (laughs) to consistently work on it every single day. Do these checks. It doesn't take long to say, hey, I know I hold a lot of stress in my jaw. Is my jaw clenched right now? And if it is, then I probably need to do something about it whether that's getting up and taking a walk or whether it's setting a boundary with your boss and saying, hey, I need some help on this project. So, or do you want to yeah. add anything there? Yeah, I would just say, you know, uh, Kelly and I, one thing that we believe in so strongly is that consistency is the key. Doing cons- Consistently doing things that actually work to address your stress mm-hmm. is the best thing that you can do and so that's why we often throw out those examples of vacations or the one-off massage or you know like Kelly to the extreme sense quitting your job like those extreme things while they can offer temporary relief are so much less beneficial in the bigger picture 
than the things you can do every day. And how we were talking about those practical stress management things that don't take a ton of time or a ton of energy or a ton of money, once you learn how to do things like diaphragmatic breathing or progressive muscle relaxation, you can do these types of things while you're doing the things that you need to do anyways. If you're cooking dinner at night, you can practice diaphragmatic breathing while you're cooking dinner. If you're on a phone call for work, you can tense and release the muscles in your body that are holding on to some of that tension. You don't have to create extra time in your life to do these things on a daily basis, but the more you do them, the better your body, the better state your body is going to be in and your mind overall. And the more quickly you're going to recognize when something's not feeling right, when something's feeling different, and then you're going to be able to intervene at that point too. Awesome. So, um, I mean, again, just as you, I, I mean, I'm experiencing it now as just the stress levels can be little, um, or can the triggers can be little, something as simple as technology not working as I've had trouble today. <laughs> um, but just, um, going back to that, like trying to understand where you are stress level wise, uh, because like we said, it, it's not going to go away. Um, and Kelly, I wonder, like, I'm, I'm thinking how much does the yoga play into some of that relief on a daily, weekly, or, or on a consistent basis? Um, so it's kind of interesting and in all of our courses, um, our 30 minute workshop and our four week step-by-step -step course, there actually is no yoga in these things. And the reason being is that you don't need to take an hour out of your day to do a yoga class. While it can be helpful, it's much more beneficial to recognize those stressors, those stress signs in your body early on and react to those. And I'm a huge proponent of yoga, especially for stress relief. But again, it's not the only way and it's not a one size fits all. A lot of us just don't like doing yoga and that's perfectly okay. Um, I do teach a lot of yoga in our company. Um, I teach every week for a lot of our students over there and it is a really beneficial um, thing to use for stress management and for a couple of reasons. One is when we're practicing yoga, we're practicing mindfulness. So we're really present in the moment not always, but that is the goal of yoga. Um, and when we're not thinking about all of these crazy frantic, what could go wrong? What do I need to cook for dinner tonight? How's that work presentation going to go next week? It helps lower those stress levels and it helps us back out of the fight, flight, or freeze response. Another reason that yoga is really beneficial is for the body, of course, um, stretching and releasing some of these areas of tightness and these areas of tension also just gives us some physical, some immediate physical relief. Um, when we're in these flight, flight or freeze responses, we tense our muscles as we've talked about many times, and that can be really uncomfortable. Things like tight hips is really common. And a lot of people don't realize that we store emotions in some of these muscles. So when we release our hips, it releases some of that negative energy, these negative feelings that we harbor in our bodies and the reason being is that when we're stressed out, our bodies almost go into a fetal position just naturally. So we tense up, we hold on to that tightness. And if we're not releasing some of that, we can carry that with us for far longer than we'd like. Um, and then another reason that yoga can be really beneficial for stress relief is for breathing. As we talked about earlier, a lot of us breathe incorrectly. We don't realize that we're doing it. And I guarantee you that a lot of people who are listening right now are doing this wrong and it's you're not to be blamed for doing it wrong but the issue with it is that it does make your stress levels worse it can actually put you into the fight flight or freeze response when you're breathing into your chest versus breathing into your diaphragm so that's one thing that i really teach in all of my classes is slowing down the breath breathing into the diaphragm and that, again, helps us reverse out of the stress response and put us into a calmer state. And so all of these things combined helps us calm down, helps us reverse out of the stress or the fight, flight, or freeze response, and helps us begin to think more clearly, be able to make better decisions for ourselves, for our health, for our lives, for our families, for our jobs, for all of these things that are so important. 
And so again, it's not the end all cure all. Yoga is not a one size fits all. I don't encourage everyone to do it. If it's not for you, that's perfectly okay. But we can get some of these similar yogic benefits by doing similar things, which is what we teach in our courses. That's awesome. I think that's, cause that's I've heard a lot about yoga lately, um, just doing different things uh, or helping with different things. But um, one of the one of the things that I see from a financial perspective is that you know they, the, you know, there's that stress level of not having money, and there's that stress level of not knowing where your career is going. Like if if you're if you've just lost a job and you're just trying to make ends meet, and uh, which a lot of people are doing that this year, like they're the stress levels on the financial side have probably gone through the roof with a lot of people this year um, with millions of people losing their jobs just suddenly um, because, you know, 80% of people live paycheck to paycheck. And so if they lose their job now, now what, you know, they're hurting two weeks from now um, or or this week, they're not hurting, um, you know, months from now. Um, So they're trying to figure that out from a immediate stance. And so, um, you know, you know, I've talked about that, about how to kind of work through that stress as you live through your life, so to speak. But, um, you know, I think the biggest problem for me was to realize it. And so I think how important is it for that self-awareness, for that self, um, reflection or self evaluation? Like, um, because for me, I didn't want to, I didn't even think I needed to look into myself and say, am I stressed? Is that part of the problem? How do you, how do you get somebody to, I guess, start that process and to do that self-evaluation? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. And I think, well, I know that part of Kelly and my approach to opening up that conversation about stress is to really try to destigmatize mental health and what mental health actually is. Especially in our American society, when we talk about mental health issues, just being a mental health concern, you know, kind of in that category, we look at things and we talk about things like there's something wrong with me if I'm struggling with my mental health. Oh no, I must be crazy or I must be sick or I should be able to just get through this. And Kelly and I really try to change that narrative and that conversation because the reality is mental health is a part of being human. We all struggle from time to time. Our individual struggles may look very different or they may look similar to other people but we all struggle at some point in time and stress is a big trigger of those mental health struggles. You know, stressful events can really make it hard, especially if they're pretty profound stressful events, can really make it hard for us to navigate if we don't have the skills and we don't have the knowledge to do so in a healthy manner. And so part of the process of getting people to tap into and recognize and learn that they need these tools, that they need to better understand this process, is to, for us to really just get out there and talk with people and communicate about what mental health really looks like, what it is, how this is something to, that applies to all of us. It's not a sign of weakness or a flaw, or it's not something that we've done wrong to get to this place. But those are all thoughts, right, that come up for us. And I think they're really relatable thoughts. And those are the thoughts that perpetuate us holding this stuff inside and saying, if I say this out loud, if I tell someone, they're gonna think I'm crazy. They're gonna think something's wrong with me. I've gotta do this alone. And we don't have to. There are ways to navigate stressful, difficult situations in a really healthy manner and everyone deserves that none of us should have to struggle more than we need to i think the other side of that too though is education and helping people understand that stress doesn't always look like stress absolutely a lot of our students when they first come to us they say hey i got referred to you um, to join your community but i don't really know why i'm here because i don't get stressed right 
and that's just, it's not true. So for someone to say that they don't get stressed, it means that they're not recognizing how stress shows up for them in their life. Right. And so Tori and I really try to teach in all of our things, teaching people how to learn what stress looks like for them. Because sometimes it is those stomach issues that just won't go away or, you know, there are just so many other issues. You want to talk about some of the other uncommon side effects of stress? Yeah, I mean, I think stress shows up differently for everyone for a variety of reasons. You know, there's our biological predisposition, genetically, how, how are we programmed? And then environmentally, like what is our current situation? And for a lot of people, the first signs of stress that they notice, whether they connect the dots or not, are the somatic signs. They're the body signs. They're the headaches, the migraines, the stomach aches, the digestive issues, the um, even going into sleep being a major one, not being able to fall asleep or waking up constantly throughout the night and just having your mind racing. Or needing to sleep all the time because that's when you're getting that relief. Exactly. Like using sleep as your only coping skill to escape the stress. So I think it's really, really important that people understand, like Kelly said, that stress shows up in these ways. It also shows up in things like drinking more or using prescription medication or even over-the-counter medication more often than recommended. It shows up in things like emotional eating or losing your appetite and actually losing weight. It shows up in things like conflict in your relationships. When you're feeling really stressed out, you're not gonna have the ability to be as patient as you normally are. You're not gonna have the ability to think as logically as you normally do. And you're going to be acting more out of emotion and jumping to conclusions. And these things create conflict in our relationships it's mood swings, it's feelings of depression, it's so many issues. It's, it can even go into sexual issues. It can be impotence for men, it can be PMS worsening for women. There's just so many ways that stress can show up in our lives. And I think the more that we talk about it, the more that we normalize it, that it's not something wrong with you. It's something that we all deal with. Then people can understand, okay, Everyone deals with this. How does this affect me? And how can I make my life a little less hard? Because at the end of the day, we all want to just make life as good as it can be, right? And to struggle Absolutely. the least amount. Yeah, for sure. I like what you said there. The like, it's not a not that there's something wrong with you. Um, I think that was like, and then not necessarily that is specifically, but for me, like that stress shows up in arrogance. It shows up in pride. Like. I'm a guy I I have to hold the weight of the family of the stress and like I I don't get that relief so to speak but then you know by me holding on to that my wife didn't want to put any more on me so she didn't voice her stress and so there was no connection there we were not on the same page for the longest time of you know where we were at stress-wise like what's bothering us like and that caused a lot of issues. Um, you know, we were going through life like nothing was wrong, but our relationship was was struggling. And not to the point that either one of us were like, "We're we're done. We're gonna leave and, and you know divorce or anything." But it was just it it wasn't um, it wasn't on par, so to speak. And so I think there's that level from from a guy's perspective. And I was gonna ask this: What are y'all's? Do you know your demographics of how many? Is it more female to male customers that y'all see? Yeah, I mean, the answer is yes. And we would like that to change. We would like to see more males kind of coming. And hopefully, you know, as people are exposed to this train of thought and this way of thinking about stress management, hopefully that will change. And I am really positive and optimistic about it. But I do think it's really important to acknowledge, just like you were saying, there is this pressure for men to not be emotional, especially in our society. And it's seen that you're, you're weak, right? That you're, something's wrong with you. If you cry, if you ask for help, if you show your emotional vulnerability, and that 
all just pushes people deeper and deeper into that hole and deeper into the stress, the burnout, the despair, the hopelessness, all of that. And none of it's true. You know, we all have emotions, men, women, expressing your emotion is a sign of, and understanding your emotions is a sign of emotional maturity. It's not a weakness at all. It's a sign that you care enough about your well-being and you understand that you need to take care of yourself in order to take care of the people around you. Absolutely. That's been a big, a big theme in my last few shows. It's, it's all about self-care, self-love, self-evaluation, self-awareness. And um, even in my book with on the communication, I start with the self-communication in every aspect, every every characteristic of the communication that I have, it's all about where does it start within yourself? Because you have to know that. And if you don't know that, then you're putting stuff out there that you have no idea that you're doing and with your spouse, with your team, with your coworkers, and they could be irritated at it and you have no idea what you're doing necessarily because you're not really evaluating yourself and where you are. And so I think that's, that's the biggest key in this, in this, um, I guess, discussion is, is being able to step back and say, no, I need to know where I'm at um, mentally, physically, you know, in every aspect of your life, you need to be able to self-evaluate, self, be, be self-aware. Um, and so I think, um, you know, from a guy's perspective, for all of the guys out there, I think they need to realize that, you know, it's okay to be, to, to say I'm stressed, I'm overly stressed, I'm overloaded with too much to do, too much to think about. Um, and from a business perspective, there's a lot of men out there that are starting their own businesses and not, you know, they're stressed to the max because especially this year, if you, you know, say you got started last year and you hired your first person and then now COVID hits and where's that stress level now? And like, just stopping to realize and recognize that stuff um, is, is really key and recognize that you're not alone, that all males have stress and they have the same level. And so why, um, you know, you got to ask yourself, why are we not, as, as men, why are we not vocal about it? Why can't we be vocal about it? Um, I know for me, like when I was growing up as a t young teenager, even in that like 20, early 20s, it was like, I didn't want to, you know, you cry on a movie or, you know, with, with, in front of the family and that type of thing but after i've had my kids it's like everything makes me cry like <laughs> anything of a movie of a if they have any kind of relationship of a like daughter to, to dad relationship and something happens it's like i i can't help it it's like the, the emotions shift from that you know the prideful teenager to the um you know father figure and so but just the, acknowledging hey this is what I have. And then, you know, how do I manage it? And uh, my chiropractor was telling me like, you can't necessarily manage the stress, but you can manage the peace um, that you have. And so that may be a good um, kind of nugget for people. Like, don't focus so much on trying to, you know, get rid of the stress, but manage the, the level of peace that you can have with the stuff that y'all are teaching. Um, so I, I had another question, but I got too much into my own thought and lost it. But um, is there anything else that y'all can see that it would be beneficial for people um, to just to, I mean, you know, how to get started, how to break that deception of am I stressed it's, and realize that it's not about am I, it's about where am I in my stress level? Yeah, I think, you know, touching on to that um, concept of, your pride stopping you from opening up and kind of looking inward and exploring some of this stuff. I think a lot of that is that need for control, right? That we want, we want to feel safe. We want to feel secure. We want to feel like we have control over what's happening internally inside us, inside of us and what's happening in our immediate world too. And nothing could be further from the truth when we talk about emotions and shutting down our emotions increasing the control that we have it is so contradictory because the more we're able to get in touch with 
the spectrum of emotions that we experience throughout our days and throughout our life, the more control we have in the sense that we can gain confidence navigating any emotions that come up for us. We can learn how to do so in a healthy way, which actually does give us control over how we experience, how we react to things. Mm-hmm. And as you were mentioning, Zachary, about um, the family thing and wanting to be strong in front of your family, what a beautiful way to be able to teach your children and have that healthy relationship with your feelings, with your stress levels, teach those coping skills and to be able to grow up with that is an incredible thing that most of us did not have the luxury to do. So, yeah, I think absolutely, Kelly. And I think just learning healthy ways to cope with life, with stress, with the emotions, with the physical manifestations of stress in us, learning healthy ways to cope with that is such a gift that we can give to the people in our lives because we will be more present with them. It's a gift to ourselves because we're going to be a lot happier and able to function to our full potential. And like Kelly said, as a parent, it's a real gift, you know, to be able to model healthy coping, to normalize stress and normalize difficult times for your children. It's amazing. And this year has really shown us that there is so much uncertainty right now. There's so much outside of our control right now. And so learning how to navigate these types of situations, learning how to identify, okay, I don't have control over the bigger picture, but on my day-to-day, there are so many things I can do that actually are in my control that do make a difference with how I feel in a positive way. Absolutely. It's like, Kelly, I wanted to ask on the the corporate side of it. um, You know, I don't know what job you had in that field or in that world, but um, how much of that stress was job related or, you know, where, where was that stress coming from? Do you, do you know, or do you kind of, were you able to kind of pinpoint that? Yeah. um, Looking back now, I have clear picture on it. Um, it wasn't the work itself. I have actually, now that I've learned how to manage my stress, I actually started up my own real estate company, which is the field that I was working in before. So I'm back now in the field that I love, which is exciting. But um, it was it was a lot of things. It was the lack of time, for one. Um, I worked long hours and I worked a lot of hours. And it was also a high stress job. I was um, working commercial real estate finance and there were a lot of clients depending on me for big money. And it it felt, uh, the pressure just kept adding up, adding up, adding up. And I didn't know how to check in with myself regularly and take that time for myself. For me, I understood that, okay, I should probably go to yoga or do some sort of workout or get a massage, like Tori was mentioning. But when you can only make time for those things, a few times a month at most for me was all I could fit into my work schedule. It just kept adding up and adding up and I needed a break. And that's where walking away from my career was the only thing that I saw at the time, which now in retrospect, things would have been very different if I had the tools that I have now. I would probably still be working in that field that I love so much still to this day. but. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, with that too, you know, I think that circles back to also the boundaries aspect, right? You having your own company and being back in real estate and decide on the development side or this time on the development side, I imagine there still is that high pressure. There is still a lot on the table. How have you learned how to create boundaries in a high pressure, high stress environment? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's, you know, obviously learning all of these skills, but one of the skills that really helps me is just asking for help. Um, When I worked in the corporate world, it felt like it was all on my shoulders and I didn't have anyone to reach out to. And when we put that kind of pressure on ourselves, whether it's real or imagined, it's unsustainable. And when you're 
putting that pressure on yourself like you did, Zachary. Um, you're taking some time or energy or both away from doing things that actually do recharge you. And that's really where the issues start breaking down and where the mental health aspects start breaking down. So I've learned now to ask for help from uh, my business partners and how to have a better balance between time and work and recharging and checking in with myself regularly. That's awesome. Um, so, I mean, I guess what, what was the last maybe couple tips that you can give people that um, kind of help them today in their world? Um, and then we'll talk about kind of where they can find you guys and how they can get in touch. Because um, I know this is not going to be the last conversation we have. Because um, <laughs> a lot of it really resonates with, with me. Uh, what are those last couple of things that maybe you can give people that, um, to jumpstart this process for them? So our last takeaway that we'll give you is to check in with yourself regularly. In our course, we have people set alarms to do that, like set an alarm on your phone a couple of times throughout the day. And when it goes off, just check in with yourself. Ask yourself, have I eaten? Have, have I drank water, you know? Have I stood up? Do I need to go to the bathroom? How do I emotionally feel? What feelings are coming up for me? How do I physically feel right now? When you force these check-ins throughout your day, you start to notice things that you wouldn't notice otherwise because we tend to make assumptions. We assume when I'm stressed, I get a migraine. So therefore, if I don't have a migraine, I'm okay. But maybe leading up to that migraine is not drinking enough water throughout the day, is not going and walking around and moving your body. There are all of these smaller steps that are so easy to look, overlook if we don't call our attention to what's happening. And so if you're gonna take away anything from this podcast today and from Kelly and I, it's to really check in with yourself often and Whatever you notice, attend to it. You know, if your shoulders are tense, just try to relax them, stretch a little bit. It takes five seconds tops, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Most of these things you can easily do within two minutes, whether you need yeah. to go grab a snack, grab um, a little bit of water or anything like that. And I think a common misconception with stress is that when we're so overwhelmed, we feel like we don't have time for anything. Right. But in reality, when we take those two minutes, three or four times a day, we think more clearly when we return. We're better than we were if we hadn't taken those two minutes. We show up more, we're more present, we're more aware, we're more gentle, we're less irritable. So by taking this time, very brief period of time, you know, if you set four alarms throughout your workday, that's eight minutes of your day. Mm -hmm. um, it really does make a huge, huge dent in your stress levels and it's really beneficial to you and everyone around you. Absolutely. And then the last thing that you asked was where can people connect with us? Mm -hmm. So again, you can find us at www.wellness-technologies.com slash all around. Again, that's W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S hyphen T-E-C-H-N-O-L-O-G-I-E-S slash dot com dot com thank you <laughs> slash all around a-l-l-a-r-o-u-n-d yeah and on that website you can find um, our free facebook community you can find our 30-minute workshop you can find the four-week course um and you can just find ways to connect with us so mm -hmm. we would love to hear from you yes and we also have a discount code for all listeners if you wanted to jump in to our four-week course so i believe it's a hundred dollars off for all yep. listeners yeah so if you Go to the webpage, you will find the coupon code for that. And we look forward to connecting with all of you. Absolutely. And yeah, thank you so much, Zachary. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. This was so fun. Thank you for listening to this episode. I wanted to leave you with one question, and that is, what is the one thing that is deceiving you from your dream future? 
If you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and subscribe so that you can get every episode delivered to your library as soon as it's published. We want to get your feedback as well and so that it will help us grow and get the content that you want. Please take a moment and rate and review this podcast. Take a screenshot of that review and send it to Zach, Z-A-C-H, at aafinancialcoaching.com and you can get a free coaching session for any area of your life. Also, go check out our private Facebook group for our podcast family. It's called All Around Wellness Podcast Family, where we answer your questions and discuss ways to, for you to grow and learn from others' experiences. We will have experts being a part of the group, and they will chime in and help where they can. Um, and as you feel, if you have a story that is worth the audience listening to and, and learning from, then feel free to share. And contact, contact us at Zach at aafinancialcoaching.com with any questions you have. Thank you. Thank you.